0: Welcome to Marketing Stories. I'm Diane Young, co-founder of The Drum, and in this series I'm reading you my favourite articles from a print magazine. This content is only available in print, and you can subscribe to get this and other great stories each month at thedrum.com forward slash subscribe. In this episode, written by Thomas O'Neill, we take a marketing perspective on what is happening in retail. Snaking socially distanced queues proved at once welcome and worrisome for the few retailers faced with them as they recently reopened. Sure, there was relief to be had in finally shifting stock that had sat undisturbed since they pulled their shutters months before. But the myriad measures now needed to ensure safety of staff and customers meant this new normal would be anything but business as usual. Many sellers found their cost base sore the second their doors swung open, says retail consultant Claire Bailey, who goes on to explain how, in that moment, they were faced again with wages and electricity bills, plus all manner of new expenses, But, she says, some of them needn't have bothered going back to the shop floor. Yes, you have stock to sell, but you might be better off operating micro-distribution centres for local orders. Or you could communicate with the local community through Facebook and sell through channels like that. Or perhaps it would be better to offer click and collect deliveries rather than trying to offer a full experience. That full experience, now with added perspex screens, one-way systems, constant cleaning, face masks and visors, is going to be so impaired anyway, she says. Rather than go in for a second-rate shopping experience, many consumers are happy to continue spending electronically. The Office for National Statistics finding that online shopping in the UK jumped from 19% of all retail sales before lockdown to accounting for more than 30%. Kantar, meanwhile, predicts that e-commerce will further outperform physical retail in the year ahead, reporting that 32% of households say they've increased or significantly increased their online spend in the pandemic period and 33% believing their future online purchases will increase. This isn't to say, however, that all online businesses are benefiting. Of the 300,000 small businesses that sell through its platform in the UK, eBay says 20,000 had to shut up shop in the immediate aftermath of the lockdown, as their products had become redundant. Even though many of them were online only, if they were in the party entertainment business, for example, then that was a market that simply didn't exist anymore, explains Rob Patchell the e-commerce company's vice president in the UK. And so Hatchell's team set about providing support that helped mothball these businesses in a way that allows them to return when things get better. It protected their seller performance scores to account for postage delays or other issues and offered advice on how to manage a business in the case of temporary closure. It also cut fees for listing and selling, which brought in new sellers now unable to operate offline. If you're running a business and have never been online before, We basically made it free to start your business on our platform, he says. These measures brought 50,000 new companies onto its platform, but as impressive as that number is, Hatchell says it is still a super competitive world online and that one eye is always on what competitors Amazon or Etsy are doing. What sets eBay apart, he says, is the businesses it partners with. We only win when the small businesses on our platform win. The appeal of marketplaces like eBay and Amazon is, of course, that they offer a ready-made audience of actively searching shoppers, plus almost instant speed to market, key factors in many a recent e-commerce decision. They are, however, extremely crowded, and even the smaller, more niche marketplaces can be quite competitive. And then there's the problem of the seller, rather than the brand being the one with all the relationships. Mark O'Faddey of retargeting firm Critio says, research by the company shows 85% of shoppers who found a new online brand recently, are planning to purchase through them again. These new online shoppers are certainly here to stay, he tells us, but adds that in terms of stickiness, it is all going to come down to knowing who your customer is and being able to identify them. It is why Crystal Etienne isn't quite so keen to consider marketplaces for her period underwear company Ruby Love, which has found its sales growing during the pandemic as people seek new brands to help them be healthier and happier. By instead choosing to build the business directly through its own website, and by marketing across social, she's got to know who she is selling to. I know exactly who her customer is, I can tell you what they're doing right now, and I know when they're mad and I know when they're happy, she says, adding that only by not going on to the marketplaces has this been possible. You really don't have a business unless you really understand who you're selling to. Ruby Love is far from the only one seeing growth when taking things straight to shoppers. Liat Gerwitz of Wix gives some further context to the growth of e-commerce so far this year when she tells how merchants using its website building tool have been seeing anything between 100% and 500% growth. In terms of agencies and professionals who create websites for clients on Wix, they've created two and a half more e-commerce websites in comparison to the same period last year, she says. Times are definitely different and for agencies and businesses alike, it's an opportunity to evolve and grow their business. Agreeing with Etienne, she says direct-to-consumer brands like Ruby Love can be such disruptive forces because cutting out the retailer and taking on established industries mean they own that end-to-end relationship with the customer. Typically, D2C brands can be born on the web, targeting directly digital-first audiences or online customers, and they're very focused on driving a more intimate relationship with their customers, she adds. GoDaddy has seen similar demand for its domain registration and web hosting services as small firms seek ways to move their shops and services online and others see a perfect opportunity to set out on new adventures. On an earnings call in May, it revealed it had 19.3 million customers, up 4.1% year-on-year, with revenue up 1.5% to $792 million as it continues to sell ever more domain names, hosting and payment tools to this growing client base of small and medium-sized businesses. Our core mission as a company and a brand is to enable everyday entrepreneurs, explains Chief Marketing Officer Farah Howard. When COVID-19 struck, however, he says the company recognised it had a bigger role to play in helping customers and would-be customers navigate the fallout and to turn their physical proposition into a digital one. In a global pandemic, what these firms needed, as well as advice on where to get economic support, was a resource where they can learn from other small businesses that are thriving. But we know that entrepreneurs often lack the time because they're so busy just running their businesses. And in the face of a global pandemic, that's become even harder for them, says Howard. So the company launched Open We Stand, an initiative where it offers support to small business owners through special offers and services and tools, expert advice and a platform where entrepreneurs can share insights and experiences with one another. The movement has gained backing from 50 other brands, including Salesforce, Uber, Adobe and Slack, all of which have made a pledge to help small companies connect with their customers. Says Howard, yes, it's a marketing campaign, but it's ultimately a rallying cry from us to say, you can stay open and we can help you. As soon as we took this campaign to market, we had customers calling up and talking to our guides about how to get help. It was incredibly clear that there was an increased demand for our products and services. The movement has been helping all variety of small businesses From Kobe Surf Shop in Portland to London Chocolate Shop, Noops, continue to serve their customers in lockdown and GoDaddy says e-commerce on its platforms has seen an uptick of 40%. Whatever the fate of our shopping streets, there are more than a few companies out there for which good business means keeping your business open. To read this and other marketing stories, subscribe to The Drum magazine at thedrum.com forward slash subscribe. Thanks for listening.